Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Welcome, Stevie. Oh, well, thank you. Welcome, Lawsy, and welcome to all our listeners. We've never started it off with a welcome, but hello. <laughs> well, do you know why I said welcome? Because we why? are guest free today. Oh, yeah, so, so you're, you're welcoming me as a guest and I, I can welcome you. That's, that's nice. Yes, yeah, that's right. Because now okay, I get cool. to interrogate you. No, no, joking. That is not this wow. podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. How are you going? <laughs> oh, I am, I'm good. I mean, I'm still on a, a high from the Kick 2.0 launch. It has been absolutely incredible. The feeling of the, I don't know, when you do something and everyone, you know, our whole team loves it and our whole team works so hard on it. But when it's actually loved by people that aren't in your team, it is, and your family, it is the best feeling in the entire world. So yeah, I just, I, we can't thank everyone enough for sharing all your workouts. We love seeing which masterclasses and workouts that you smashed. And then to share that on your story, it's just been amazing. I've just been thoroughly enjoying writing to people like when they tag us and I, you can write back on DMs about what they thought of the workout and things they loved and if they're sore the next day. And yeah, it's, it's been amazing. How are you? I'm good too. It's incredibly rewarding, isn't it? Like just seeing people love it. And I think also, you know, outside of our direct community who have been absolutely incredible and supportive during this process, you know, the outside community that are either jumping on board or just checking it out and, you know, sending us a really beautiful message to congratulate us just because it looks so awesome. That's like so rewarding in itself as well. But yeah, as Lawsy said, I completely agree. Um, seeing you guys in the community smash out the workouts and share them and, and just enjoy it so much is music to our ears and eyes and hearts. It's just amazing to see that, you know, everything that the team works so hard on is well received. Agree 100%. So thank you. We just can't say thank you enough. I think we've said thank you thank 45,000 times already, but yeah, it's um, it, honestly, truly thank you. And now for mm. the mm. special share of the week. Okay. What is your special share? My special share, um, Michelle and our team is going to love me for this. Uh, I have <gasps> been absolutely hook, line and seated <laughs> into watching... Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And yes, I've never seen any of the Housewives before. I know there is many, many, many for me to catch up on, which I'm quite excited about, but I'm only halfway through season two of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I can now see why a lot of my closest friends have been begging me to watch it for so many years now. It is uh, hilarious and so far-fetched and so far from reality, but it's just... I don't know what it is. I think it's because I can just switch off my mind and laugh along. And, you know, Josh walks by and he's like, how do you watch this stuff? But I don't know what it is. It's just, it's really easy to watch and totally unrelatable. So I think it's quite entertaining. <laughs> Love it. I still have to watch it. I, I need to, yeah, it's on my list. I feel like because you love those kind of trashy reality TV shows where there's a lot of drama and all that sort of stuff, I think you will like it. I, I just feel like I'm I'm on a I'm on a you know how I go on my strange tangents with my TV yeah. watching shows at the moment yeah. I'm really into American government shows so we just finished so random very random we just finished Designated Survivor for the second time <laughs> well I'd only watched the first season so yes the first oh, yes, season yes. for the second time and then season two and three which I really liked 
And then we, I wanted another one like that. So we started watching House of Cards. Yes, that, but, that's one that Josh and I have been meaning to watch, actually. Is it good? Uh, it's too dark for me. Oh, okay. I liked Designated Survivor because... Kirky. Um, yeah, he is so... Impa- like, I love his leadership. Like, he's so inspiring yeah. and, and it's got a bit of a feel-good feeling. But House of Cards is, I think, more like the reality of the American government. And right. also, it's just like... I have, like, I watch it and then I have, like, a bad dream. And I it's just... Oh. Yeah, so I think we're going to start watching it and try and find a new show. But anyway. So, um, that's not your special share. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, my special share this week is actually a podcast... Mm-hmm. Um, and I sent it to you a few weeks ago. It's called Work Party. Yeah, it's on and my list. Yes, it's. I really recommend it. I haven't found any new podcasts for a while, and so when you when I find one that I like, I'm like, oh my god, yes, I need to tell anyone, everyone. It's uh, an American podcast. The host is amazing. It's it's a business based podcast, but it's a female business based podcast. So the host gets on all of these incredible business women. There was one episode with Lo Bosworth, which mm. I really loved. Who is from the Hills, which I mm. never watched, but was really really cool listening to her journey of how she has navigated you know being a reality tv star and then Mm. tried to be taken personally um tried to be (laughs) taken seriously as a businesswoman and how hard that has been for her and how long it's actually taken her and then her journey with her business um that she runs now it it was a really interesting episode so i really recommend that podcast that's such a good recommendation i um it is definitely on my list to listen because I think there's just something really empowering, which is why we try and get a lot of businesswomen on this podcast, but there's just something so empowering about learning other people's stories and journeys to like how they got to where they are. So very keen. Thank you for that special share. You're welcome. And now for today's, wow, this is crazy. We don't have to. Today's usually fantastic guest. Yeah. Oh, who is it? It's us. We usually have to, uh, when we record this, we kind of record our intro separately and then, but th- today we're just rolling straight into we'll just it. just flow straight into it. We have got a, I was, it's not a solo ep, it's a duo ep because it's both of us. And <laughs> I just want to say, I know I said at the start, it's an interrogation of Steph. Obviously that was a joke. It is, it oh is absolutely not. Steph's face is like, um, yeah. <laughs> but what we are doing today, um, we wanted to reflect on the year that has been, and obviously 2020 has been a very hard year for I think everyone in in mm. some way or another. And so what we have gone away and done is we've both, come up with the three things that we have learnt this year and yeah. we're going to share them with you and Steph I thought maybe and we haven't read each other's lists so it's going to be very interesting to see what mm. they are and I thought mm. maybe you could go first. So I went for three of my biggest personal learnings. Yes, um, yes. Because I feel like that has been yeah, I think most of my growth this year has been in personal development. My first one, which I've definitely already mentioned on the podcast before, but I have to go into it, is the realisation of how much I love living a bit of a slow life. I think because my life up until the restrictions and everything has been so go, go, go and hustle and bustle and you know wearing many hats and doing a lot of things and trying to see everyone and do everything whilst it's been so exciting and spontaneous and I've had the best time, I think being able to slow that down, or obviously having to slow that down, not being able to, has opened my eyes to see how much I actually enjoy not doing so much. For many reasons, I think it it means that I can really work on my priorities and like make time for the things that I actually thoroughly 
enjoy, you know, like even not just work, but like finding time for myself, um, connecting with friends and family, whilst that's been over things like FaceTime and Zoom, I think that moving forward, I will certainly, and I hope, but I, I think I'll certainly remember this feeling and, and hope to continue it even when the restrictions ease up. I don't think I'm going to jump back into, you know, trying to do a million things and be everywhere at once because I've just, it's done a lot of things for my mental health. It's just made me, I think, be more present and I don't know, in the moment with everything and made me like appreciate the little things. Like if I'm talking to a friend, I'm actually there and I'm present and I'm, you know, thoroughly enjoying the conversation and listening to everything and really engaging in that moment. And um, the same with my workouts. Like I'm not like thinking about something that I need to do later in that day during my workout. I'm just enjoying it in the moment or, you know, my morning walks with Josh. I'm not like sitting in my car rushing to work or stuck in traffic and trying to listen to a podcast while I do that. So I'm multitasking. It's like, no, I'm just going for a coffee walk with Josh and we just talk about what's on for the day. And it's just those little things that has just, yeah, really made me realize how much I appreciate slowing things down. And I think moving forward, that is what I'm going to do because I function a lot better like this. <laughs> I love that. That's such a such a good one. I think I, I'm the same with that. That wasn't one of mine, but I, I totally agree. I think especially for us in this time and, and from, for me especially, it's been a time that I've been able to really like reconnect with what I care about and mm. where I want to put my energy and my time and what's important to me. And I think something that, that we've kind of been working on for the past 12 months is just bringing that focus back to kick because obviously there's so many things that, that go on outside of kick and I think we always have this pressure that we need to do more and more and more and be better and better and better but I think it's been really special for me personally and, and I'm sure you're the same to really like focus on keep it cleaner and, and that be the main thing and I definitely won't be saying yes as much and I think it's something that we've worked on uh, over the past 12 months anyway but uh, definitely the word yes I will use less (laughs) coming out of this (laughs) yeah I can't agree more so do you think that that's I mean I know you said it wasn't your one of your top three but do you think like looking at your priorities or I suppose focusing on on one thing has that been one of your learnings well no it's actually (laughs) I mean, it has, we've all had many learnings. Sorry, it's been year. one, a hundred percent. It's been one of my learnings, but it hasn't been my. It's not on my list of three. So my first learning that I have here is um, about confidence, and I think my biggest learning in ISO with confidence is that it's actually not a sure thing. I think mm. because both of us have worked so hard on our journey to you know loving who we are and feeling good in our own skin. I think because I invested so much time in that journey and I felt like I was there and, you know, we get on podcasts and we speak about confidence and and so I assume that we should be confidence experts and mm. we should, we, you know, our journey's over with confidence because we're confident <laughs> and that's all. But my goodness me, confidence is not a sure thing. You can, you can conquer it and then mm. it can go away in one day. And, yeah, and I think... And yeah, 100%. And I think that that's what um, I have, I've learned that's probably my number one thing that I've learned during this time and I think something that I have let go of is that I'm in charge and and we are in charge of our own confidence Mm. I think I have been relying on getting confidence from external avenues which for me is not 
a, a way for me to operate and feel good about mm. myself. Um, I think, and I think also it's okay to not feel confident all the time. I think, mm. I don't know, like, I think it's, it's quite hard to be someone that is confident 24 seven and doesn't have any insecurities because I think insecurities in, in a lot of ways, and if you don't have any, you know, that's amazing. <laughs> but if you do, like, I feel like that, that's what makes us human. And so it's, it's been important for me to talk about it. And I know I spent a lot of time talking to you about it, which, helps me so much and I'm, I'm so happy that I have someone like you to be able to talk to about it um you know with, with no judgment and I, I can just yeah talking about it helped me so much and I think with confidence confidence one of the biggest things that has held me back is the fear that you'll do something wrong I think confidence can become something in our heads that we can't be like we can't be enough we can't be confident because we're worried that we we are inferior and that people won't like us um and so you might think oh um I don't want to do that I don't want to go for that job I don't want to you know speak up about this because this person won't like it and I have got the funniest and the most silly analogy that (laughs) I have been thinking of that actually has really helped me and that was to think about like your favorite show of all time or one of the best shows of all time and my example I've got here is Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and I, I don't like Game of Thrones to be honest I actually it, haven't seen it to be okay. honest I feel like I need to go and see it I feel like Kid Girl Paris is going to be really upset yeah. with us I think she's a big fan <laughs> well I, I personally Game of Thrones I don't like it it's just it's not for me and I don't have a reason not to like it I just don't literally that's my reason I just don't like it it's just not for me and so I think of that and this is one of the most popular television shows of all time Mm. and then you think back to your life and I think it's important to ask yourself are you gonna be are you going to let your confidence be shut down in fear that someone won't like you just because they don't um, I mean, imagine if we liked all the same things. Netflix would have 10 episodes like or 10 <laughs> shows. That's all. That's all that would be That's needed true. because they would know that every single person on Netflix would love 100% of every single episode. And that isn't the case at all. Like we're all unique and just like everything in life. And I think something that we need to remember is that not everyone will like us. And that is okay. It is impossible Mm. for every single person you like to like you. I think unless you, you know, I I feel like because I'm such a people pleaser, sometimes I say things in order to be liked, but it's not actually me. So Mm. I think if we are being unique to our true selves, it it isn't possible for everyone to like us and, um, and that's okay. And so I think it's important for me, one of my learnings and how I've been able to overcome this, well, as I said, it's a journey. Overcome Mm. the days when it's been really hard is to focus on times when I have felt small and when I have felt unheard and really think about them, think about where I was, who was around me um, and try, obviously sometimes it's hard, like if it's in your workplace where you feel small, sometimes you can't just escape it and quit your job, Mm. of course. But then it's important to focus on on what those times are and then flick it and think about the times when you feel, not big, but when you feel like you, you feel worthy and you Mm. feel heard and think back to what makes you feel good in those times and then from there always have that in your mind and be able to go back to that feeling Um, and if you can if there are things in your life that make you feel small like it might be a friendship a toxic friendship that you have you don't have to be in that friendship like it's Mm. your choice you need to I think take control of of that and I think as well just thinking back to our journey like if Mm. we had have listened to that well for me if I'd have listened to that voice in my head 
there's no way I would have ever started the the health blog, the food, fit and repeat, repeat <laughs> blog. And I know we've told this story before, but I, I feel like if I had have listened to that voice, there would be no blog. There would mm. be no ebook. There, we wouldn't mm. have authored an actual book. Mm. There would be no kick because there is always that fear of, oh, hang on, but we're not staying Diving in our in. own lane. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like we're not enough. Like what makes us good enough to do this? But what you have to remember and what I've been trying to tell myself is that we are in charge of our own confidence and it's not going to show up every day you know you have it's a journey you have to you know try and bring yourself up as much as you can and and just focus on like how amazing you are and don't let anyone take away from that because there are so many people in our lives that will want to bring us down and and there's also so many things in the world that will make us feel not confident and if we let all we take them all on board we're going to feel like nothing and so it's so important to make sure you always feel like something and you take control of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And and I think it's a really important message to spread that, you know, whilst you shouldn't rely on the, you know, anyone else to to feel that confidence, whilst you need to rely on yourself for that, you know, external things absolutely do play a part in our confidence, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. which is why it's so important to surround yourself with people that do bring you up, that do support you, that do make you feel good and spend less time with those who don't. And then I think that will help you. What is your next learning? So my own, my own, my next (laughs) learning that I had down was basically during this slower time and these more down times and more me time, it's also made me sit in my own thoughts a lot more and really kind of dive into my head and where my mindset's been. And I kind of came to the realization that I wasn't okay and that I had a lot of internal battles going on with not necessarily allowing myself to feel certain feelings like I thought that it wasn't I wasn't allowed that to feel that way and you know certain reactions that I'd had I couldn't manage my stress levels I couldn't manage my um, reactions to my feelings and <laughs> I'm I'm speaking like a robot because I'm on the verge of crying um but it just it just gave me the time to realize that and sit with that and I actually went and saw a psychologist twice during COVID and it was the first time I'd ever seen a psychologist um but I just decided to do it I had a few friends who had told me that it's the best thing that they ever did for their mental health when they were feeling like they needed it and you know I've got a lot of friends who go every week um as something regular that they do so I kind of finally did it because it was something that I was kind of contemplating for a while but I think you know COVID and sitting in my own thoughts made me realize it was time I really needed to and I'm glad I did it because it's something that a hundred percent I would go back to when I need to you know for me two visits in that time was enough to you know learn quite a lot about myself and get a lot out of it definitely not enough that you know I'm I'm totally 100% okay and I'm gonna live the rest of my life totally happy with everything and never have to go back absolutely not but it was just really nice to talk to someone else about an issue and out you know a kind of like an outsider that had no biased opinion on anything um I love talking to my friends and family and you know obviously Lawsy I love leaning on you for so much support emotionally but um I think sometimes when you talk to a professional professional like a psychologist they can really kind of dive into 
why you might be feeling certain things or like how you can deal with it. And for me, it was just super, super helpful. So it was a big learning to accept that, you know, reaching out for help is absolutely, totally fine and normal. And you should never, ever feel like, you know, it's, um, it's, I mean, it it might feel awkward. That's absolutely like, you know, I can't tell you not to feel like it's going to feel awkward because it absolutely did feel awkward the first time. But just, I just, I hope that one day, you know, going to see a psychologist or anything like that is, is just as normal as going to your GP because our mental health is so incredibly important to focus on and to work on. And for me, I just, yeah, I realized that it was just finally time I needed some external help with that. And yeah, it's been, it's been a lot. <laughs> it's been good. I'm definitely feeling better. I think it's so amazing um, that you went and did that. And when you did it, I was just so proud of you. And, and I mean, I just think back to my journey with it. And, you know, I haven't been to a psychologist appointment yet. And I'm so disappointed and mad at myself. Um, and, and But it's just because I think that, you know, I, I booked one in ages ago and then I found mm. out that the psychologist, they if they know you through a friend of a friend or something, I think yeah. they have to disclose it to you. And so this psychologist that I'd booked in with was friends with my mom or something from my school. Um, and so she recommended that I get another one. And then mm. I haven't done it because it took me so much courage to build up. Totally. And I think you just get this, like, these, these thoughts of anxiety of like, hang on, when I go, in there how am I going to know what to say so mm-hmm. Steph, I know. if anyone is thinking <laughs> that right now because honestly I'm like I can't even collect my own thoughts or I don't yeah. know what's wrong with me but I know there's something that I need to talk through because I shouldn't be such a warrior and, and you know there's all these things but I can't even put them into place in my own head so how on earth am I going to go and explain it to a random that I've never met help no. me <laughs> oh my god absolutely I was thinking the exact same thing like and I've I've had friends who haven't gone to a psychologist for that exact reason and they and they know that I've been and they were just like but where do you even start like do I start talking about my childhood and it's like no 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 <laughs> basically like you go in the first question they're going to ask you is is why did you book this appointment you know like there's always a why like for me it was because I couldn't control my emotions and my reactions to when I was either overly emotional or stressed and I didn't like that I didn't feel like I was connecting my feelings well with my reactions and everything anyway um and so you kind of start with that and for you Lawsy you know your answer might be well I, I have anxiety and um I feel like I worry I overthink things and and that's where you start. And then they just kind of keep asking you questions and you just keep answering them. And the first appointment absolutely is, you know, them kind of getting to know you and everything. But I still had so many learnings in that because I think when I had to answer something honestly and I said something out loud, it's like, oh, I realized how I actually feel about that. And, you know, and I cried in both sessions because I was like, oh my God, I've never really realized I feel that way about feeling that way it's really weird to conclude my issue that I have is kind of extremely hard to um uh, put together with words (laughs) but it's just so helpful and they just they just guide you in like how it goes and and what you talk about you absolutely don't need to go in there like with a story ready to tell or like that's what they're there for is to help you figure it out um so yeah please please if anyone has kind of been thinking about going to talk to someone but their biggest fear is you know what do you even start with like that's their problem (laughs) they need to help you through that (laughs) 
I, I, that's so thank you Steph I feel like in my mind I was like I need to have a full report like a thesis on like <laughs> the way that I've been thinking and like every time that I've ever felt this way and I haven't written down enough and I think it just yeah there's just that pressure of like almost embarrassment like you're embarrassed to go but then you're in which you shouldn't be and there should be no shame mm. on that especially and that's not I mean. in especially not in their presence like no. that's what they do for a living they want yeah. it to be totally normal for people to go see them <laughs> if they did we didn't go see if you didn't go see them they wouldn't have a job yeah exactly. <laughs> and there's still you can go and see um the psychologist during iso can't you but it obviously it'll yeah. be a zoom appointment and I, I think i saw somewhere that the government is rebating Yes. Yeah. And when I went, so it was a little bit earlier in the restrictions. I could actually go in person, but like obviously didn't shake her hand, didn't, you know, she didn't hug me when I needed, I don't know if they usually do that, but (laughs) she definitely didn't. And we were sitting on like the other side of the room and, you know, there was hand sanitizer. Like it was all just normal restrictions because at that time, I don't, I don't know actually right now what the restrictions, because we're in stage four in Melbourne are particularly, but she did give me the choice, you know, if I felt more comfortable doing a Zoom conversation um she was open to that but she did say that you know there's it's certain emotions and like connections that you get better when you do it in person Mm. but um I think it that doesn't mean that you know wait until restrictions are over to have your first appointment if if they are the person you're talking to only allows zoom because as I said earlier the first appointment is really just kind of like opening up about things and you kind of come up with your own realizations that then with the second appointment, you kind of know what you want to talk about or you know at least what direction you want to go or what you mm. want to take from it. So, yeah. And I think it's amazing to hear that you went because I feel like so many people listening probably, you know, of course they will look <laughs> up to you and, and be so inspired by you, but I think it's so amazing that. Um, you can talk about it openly because I think we look up to people and we think, oh, you know, they would never need to go to a psychologist because they're perfect. Like I've got issues because I'm not, but every single person could Mm, benefit from speaking to someone. Like everyone has those like demons in their head or those thoughts that they can overcome. And so, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. It was a it was a good opportunity. It's it's not as well like it's not like I've been hiding it because I've been embarrassed. Like absolutely not. I've just been kind of waiting for the right time to talk about it. I suppose you know it's not like I wanted to do a story on my first appointment and be like, woo, mm-hmm. like you know, first psychologist appointment. Like I'm not you know I didn't want to do it like it was. Uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say because it's actually fine to make it look cool to be honest like I want more people to go and do it um because I think as you said nearly anyone could get something from it absolutely everyone could get something from it but yeah I suppose I just wanted to kind of like have a few appointments and you know see how it went for me and really kind of work it out for myself before I shared it with anyone else but yeah I mean this was a good (laughs) chance to share it (laughs) anyway (laughs) what's your second learning Lozzy? So my second learning is in regards to motivation. And I know it's something, all my learnings are kind of not, it's not things that I've actually specifically learned this year, but they're things that I have been reminded of that I need Mm -hmm. to keep like if, if this thing is, is a tree, I need to keep watering it. You can't just leave it and think it will be okay. And so for me, that's been motivation. I, I'm always a, I'm usually a very motivated person. Um, I, mm. I mean, I'm not, I don't wake up every day and I know that we say this a lot, but I don't wake up every day and think, oh my God, I can't wait to do my kick workout. And then I'm just going to get out of bed. Like on the second, my alarm goes off and I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to, woo, like no way. <laughs> Um, you know, I snooze the alarm, but I think with fitness, um, motivation becomes routine, but 
where I've lost motivation or where I need it, I've realized is um, to be able to feel like me in my day. And Mm -hmm. in some parts of ISO, I think my days were less, I mean, it's like everyone, there's less structure in your day in ISO. And Mm -hmm. for me, that's been really hard. Um, I've really learned that I need structure in my day I need to I need to achieve something and it doesn't mean that I need to kind of you know write a thesis or I don't know (laughs) get right back to 150 emails no actually I feel like replying to emails doesn't even feel fulfilling because by the time you finish there's more and then it never ends but you know completing a task um, that you feel really good about and you know that you've done it and maybe you didn't know how to do it when you started and you worked it out yourself and then you finished it that makes me feel really good and and it might even be something like for me it's been listening to a podcast that Mm. is an achievement for me that's what I've put down in in my ISO time as an achievement and you might laugh and think as if listening to a podcast is an achievement but for me that makes me feel motivated you know if I Mm. listen to a podcast where someone um, is interviewed that I find really inspirational and motivational that refuels the fire inside of me so that helps me it might be reading a book but but what I've really found is that I need to have something and I need to have that structure in my day and I think for a long time in ISO, I was waiting for that motivation to just come back. Um, I think sometimes, and, and during this time, I think it's a balance because you don't need to always feel motivated. As I said, no one mm. does. And especially during this time, it's okay to have days where you just don't do anything. Uh, <laughs> you feel down. <laughs> yeah, you feel sad. That's normal and that's okay. And you don't, I, I'm not saying by this that you need to go and learn 85 languages. Um, no, but you're saying that you feel like you tick and you feel like you're more on top of the world and more you when you are motivated. Yeah, 100%. And it might be, for anyone listening that might have been feeling this way, it might be watching a movie that makes you feel yeah. good. Like that is something that you have done for yourself that day. But what I have found is I need something and I can't wait and rely on it just to come back. And I can't wait and rely... To, like for someone to help me like no it's we're in charge of our motivation and I think if we're waiting for someone to come and help us like instead of waiting first of all how long are you going to be waiting and then thirdly why instead of waiting why don't you empower yourself and Mm. think of ways that you feel motivated and however Mm. simple they are but I just feel like for me motivation and it might just be right like making a recipe I write that down too things like that just things that I know that I've done on that day that make me feel good and I think exercise really helps me with that I mean getting up and doing a workout if the whole day goes bad after that at least I've accomplished something Mm. and I feel good for that but for me actually writing that down and looking back on it has been really important for how I feel and I think once you feel motivated then it kind of starts rolling from there and and then motivation starts to show up a little bit more but it you can I have been in a point where that was nowhere like I just felt like I was in a dark room and like I was never going to feel like myself again but thankfully by doing small little things and writing them down I've started to feel a little bit like myself a bit more but yeah it's just crazy I, I didn't realize how much motivation kind of um dictated like how I felt about myself and my self-worth and like my life Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah and you're totally right as well I mean like from a friend's perspective on you you are you do come across very motivated and like I, I know how much you love getting things done and that that fulfills you and everything like that so it absolutely makes sense that 
I just said absolutely in the strangest way. Um, <laughs> I was like, absolutely. Um, it makes sense that when you're not feeling that way, you don't feel like yourself and you feel a bit lost because it's absolutely one of your strongest traits, I would have to say. I have friends who are like, is she never like unmotivated? Is she <laughs> like just always motivated? And I'm like, no, she... Well, she seems that way sometimes on Instagram because, like, honestly, sometimes I have to pull my motivation from you. I'll, you know, be lying in bed and I would have snoozed and I'm in there for an hour and then I see how much you just, like, got up and smashed a workout and it motivates me. It really does. So I think it, it is true that, like, that you that you absolutely do tick best when you're motivated. I, I, I know that about you. But, I, again, I think it is really important to remember that no one, absolutely no one is always motivated, even when we say no. we are. <laughs> <laughs> but that, even in doing that, that's kind of, like, Motivating, I feel like sometimes, 100%. yeah, social media is, like, it's making yourself accountable, showing up for yourself. Like, I'm posting, mm-hmm. I'm going to go do a workout. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do a workout because I'm not going to lie to our community, yeah. you know. I want to be truthful for them. And then, you know, once you get into it, it's, it comes and it starts. But I think sometimes it's just about being accountable. And obviously yeah. not for everyone listening, you might be thinking, I'm not going to be putting that on my Instagram story. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You don't have to. You could just talk to a friend, text them and say, hey, I want you to be my accountability buddy. I want to get this done this week. Help mm-hmm. me do it. And as I said, it could be, I want to watch five movies that make me feel good. That's cool. Just find something that makes you feel good. <laughs> okay, now your last learning, Miss mm, Stephanie. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know well, where I was going with that. I don't either. Um, my last learning is, it's quite funny, it's my last learning because my last learning is that I realised that I have a lot to learn. <laughs> and I, know I love this is that. Something, this is something that you say often and... I think it's, I have quite a stubborn personality. It's not a bad thing all, all the time. I think it's a good thing. It's some, I think, you know, I, I, I know what I like and all that sort of stuff, but I, it has put me in tough positions sometimes when I've been so stubborn that I've shut out an idea of someone else's or yeah, I haven't, I've decided not to learn something just because it'll prove me wrong or something. That's definitely been my attitude in the past. And this year has really made me realize, and you know, the bigger our team grows and, and everything that's happening with kick, I've just realized how much I don't know. And that really going back to motivation motivates me to, I suppose, want to know more and be open to not knowing things. And I feel like I've had this huge shift in the way that I am towards other people with different opinions, because whilst I will, you know, stand by what I think and, you know, especially if it's something I'm super passionate about, like I'm not going to just agree with someone because I'm open to learning, but it's definitely opened my eyes up to, you know, being more open to what other people think and what other people feel and, I'm just really determined to continue that. I don't want that to just be like a little short thing that I go through and um, I, I don't think it will. I think I've kind of kind of come to this point in my life and um, you've said this before, Laws, like, you know, that you just have accepted that you don't know everything and you want to learn more and just be open to learning more. And I think it's just such a cool learning <laughs> to know that you want to learn more. But it's important and I think anyone out there who kind of feels like I had definitely felt in the past of being really stubborn and thinking you know everything just know how rewarding it can be to be wrong sometimes I think it's scary for you know definitely people like me the personality type that I am it's scary to be wrong but you know it's so amazing learning 
from other people and improving on yourself. Uh, well, it's definitely a massive way you can improve on yourself is to be open to other people's learnings and opinions and then ideas and everything. So yeah, don't be scared of being wrong. I love that. I think I, I personally learned, you don't learn things from being right. I feel like you yeah. learn things when you're wrong and then, and yeah. you, I mean, even um, we spoke to Marley when we, well, we have done a podcast oh. with Marley Silver, which is coming out um, really soon. And we can't wait to share that with you. But something that, that we spoke about is the fear of being wrong and mm. not speaking about things because we might be wrong and we might get it wrong and we don't want to be wrong. But I think that's where we learn. And if we mm-hmm. don't try it mm-hmm. all, we're not, mm-hmm. we're not going to learn anything. And we're also not going to, mm-hmm. you know, grow Develop as, as and humans. grow. Yeah. A hundred percent. And for me, that realisation which I feel like when you're in your early 20s, it's hard to realise because you think you know everything. You know more than your parents, your grandparents, you know, people that are 50 years your senior in the business world, you know everything. Oh, my goodness. Well, we don't. Absolutely not. And I think for me, realising that was so freeing because the, the, the pressure that I was putting on myself to know everything mm. was just... I was hardcore pressure. I mean, it was a yeah. lot. And... When I let go of that, it was like, and then you on. just, that you, you, and you just, become a better listener, a hundred percent. I think that helped me so much. Oh, totally. But that pressure also just, it just, it, it's such a, it's a not a double edged sword, but like if you if you put that pressure on yourself to always being right, you're just gonna be so disappointed when you're wrong. Like you just have to be open to being wrong, otherwise you're gonna continue to be disappointed because nobody knows everything. A hundred percent. And and I think on that, like listening that the freeing with opening up to to be able to listen better I think so often as humans we listen to speak and I think that is one of our worst traits um that that we have because if you listen to speak you're not hearing anything and I think when you speak you're only saying things you already know so Mm -hmm. how are you going to learn from that when you listen that's when you learn it and you develop so that yeah that's such a good one well, thank you. <laughs> What's your third one? So my last one is another one. As I keep saying, it's something I always knew, but I needed to remind myself this year. <laughs> and that is that you're, and I don't think as women and, and as men as well, but as young women in the world we grow up in, and I think it's because obviously I'm more in tune with what women see on social media yeah. because we follow those things, but your weight is not your worth. And I know this is something we speak about all the time, but it is you can never be reminded too many times of that and I think there's been so much that we've spoken about online like you need to have an ISO weight loss and you need Mm. to get a thigh gap and all these Mm. things you don't need any of those things because Mm. those things will not make you happy and Mm -hmm. something that I loved um, chatting about when we spoke to Tanya Hennessy about weight loss and it's the hardest thing apart about our weight being our worth and the reason I think that it's something that so many of us think and we have to unlearn it. It's not like we autumn, we, we want to feel that way. We don't want to feel like that number on the scales, you know, dictates how we feel in the day, but we let that happen. I think, unfortunately, because of the media, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're in this world where, and this is what Tanya said, when she lost a certain amount of weight, she was celebrated. Everyone said mm-hmm. she looked amazing. Mm-hmm. All these articles were written about her. People wanted to interview her, but when she did something amazing in her career, she didn't get the same reaction. It's totally. the media celebrates weight loss, and, and I think people will know that as well. And people that have been through um, eating disorders and um, thing, 
and experiences like that where they have lost weight, people congratulate you. And, and yeah. I think for both of us, when we were at our skinniest, us being congratulated was actually the worst thing in the world for our mental health because it kept mm-hmm. fueling this fire um, that wasn't making us happy. And I think we've both been in a place where we were the skinniest. We've been our skinniest and then we've been our happiest and they are not in the same worlds they, no. they, there's nothing that correlates between them because when we were dictated by our weight I mean when I was younger I used to weigh myself every morning and how I mm-hmm. felt that day mm-hmm. like my value that day how I would feel about myself and how my day would go was dictated by that number like sorry I if I drank too much water last night and I, oh, had a, I and then I had a really bad day and and I think it is so important to you know I, I understand some people weigh themselves and that's okay if it doesn't affect you at all but if it does affect you even in the smallest way possible try not to do it because there are so many other awesome things about us that mm. think of all the careers in the world all the things that you oh. do not not one point apart from I mean modeling is one modeling. sometimes <laughs> but apart from that no one you don't need to put on your resume your weight no, your BMI and I just it's not even about like when it comes to, you know, valuing yourself, but um, valuing your health. Like you don't have to base your health and how healthy you are off your weight. Like mm-hmm. absolutely not. And I just think it's so important to remember that. And and it's funny that, I mean, it's not funny. <laughs> Nothing's funny about it, but it, it's great that you brought it up, Laws, that, you know, it's something that you have to continue to remind yourself on. And I think, you know, whilst we are always here to encourage the community and, you know, sa- send out these messages, that does not mean that we don't ever feel that way ourselves. I think you can totally encourage people to, you know, to not look at things like that and, and everything whilst you're still encouraging yourself to do the same. Um, and I think it's really important to go back to that point of, you know, finding your place where you are happy with your body and, and the way you live your healthy lifestyle is not an end destination. You know, I know both of us are in a really good place and definitely an incredible place versus where we were once, but it doesn't mean that every day we feel 100% healthy and happy and, you know, everything's going well in, in that sense. We're just, we're just better at pulling ourselves out of those, of those points. But I just, I, I think it is something that everyone just needs to continue to remind themselves, particularly mm. if they have been through a point. I think like, you know, for me personally, I have to remind myself of certain things around, um, you know, not feeling guilty around food and exercise, particularly, you know, I I wasn't ever a calorie counter. So that's not something I need to remind myself to not focus on. I wasn't really um, massive on weighing myself. So that's not something that I have to really remind myself not to do. But for me personally, it is things like not feeling guilty if I eat something in particular, if I eat too much of something, or if if I, I don't know, didn't work out that day or, you know, the little, little little things. But it's just, it's crazy to think back to those times, as you said, where we might have been our skinniest. You know, even at my skinniest, if I was to go to a casting or I was to go to the agency to get measured, I would, and this is overseas industry, I will clarify that, um, I would not eat breakfast that morning. I would have a cold shower. Like there was all these crazy little things that I thought were so important that, you know, were going to make me feel better or whatever. And it never did. It never made me feel any different or any better. It's just ridiculous to get those little things in in your mind. But so I think now it's just important to celebrate the days where none of that is anywhere close to your mindset. Mm. And, um, you know, if any of it tries to creep back in, it's you just got to learn of different ways to 
pull yourself out of it. A hundred percent. And as you said, like, it's up to you to pull yourself out of it. And yeah. when you, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, I need, I, I have been feeling this way. We want you to go and look in the mirror, look in the mirror. And the first thing that's going to come to your head because of what we are taught to believe is that we're not good enough. We are, you know, we're not tall enough or we're too mm. tall or, oh, our, our legs are a bit too big or our legs are not muscly enough or whatever it might be. We're always mm-hmm. to something or not enough of something. And I think, oh, well, that's what, what we're made to think, but we're mm-hmm. not. We are perfect the way we are. So you need to look at yourself in the mirror and just punch away, yeah. literally punch them out, those negative <laughs> thoughts, and look and say, I am awesome because how you view yourself is the most important thing. It does not matter how other people view you how you view yourself that is what matters and you need to control that and it can be so hard like it's so it's oh, so yeah. easy for us to get on the microphone we'll get on our you know, <laughs> amateur um set up at home set up and podcasts. say you know don't compare yourself to others and take control of it it is up to you yeah. um but please 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 remember that how you view yourself that is what is important it doesn't matter how other people view you because as i spoke about in my silly example with the game of thrones <laughs> not everyone is going to like you and i think we'll both know that even when we were at our skinniest points our international the international market still didn't think we were skinny enough <laughs> we still had things we could change a hundred percent a hundred percent and just remember that like when it comes to other people's views and everything on you um sometimes actually thinking of a a friend like a supportive friend the compliments that they've given you in the Mm. past because for some reason we do grow up wanting what we don't have if you have straight hair you want curly hair if you have freckles you want no freckles if you don't have freckles you really wish you had freckles if you have muscly toned legs you wish they were skinnier if you have skinny legs you wish you had more muscles if you know it's when I was younger, I hated my abs because I thought they made me look like a boy and all I wanted was Shakira's belly. And, like, even though she has abs and hips, but, like, you know, it was actually maybe it was J-Lo. Um, but, like, that, you know, for me, in my head, I had this thing stuck in my head from media that that was more womanly and that's mm. how I needed to look. And so I hated my abs at one point. And it wasn't until I kind of finally listened to people and, and started appreciating that part of my body that it then became one of my favourite things about myself and something I value in myself because I think just whenever you have something negative to say about yourself flip it to something positive you know be kind to yourself in the mirror say things out loud to yourself and if it has to be if you can't think of anything yourself you know if you're in a really low place and you can't think of a compliment for yourself try and think of one that someone else has given you and just keep repeating that to yourself and believe it because no one would lie to you no one would say nice hair if you don't have nice hair like you know you've got to believe what, what what some people say when they're trying to bring you up I think too often particularly with women and, and young girls like you get a compliment and you just want to like push it away and be like no, no no what are you talking about oh no or like oh it's just the filter it's just the lighting it's the angle it's like just take the compliment and and try and like soak it in and um uh, yeah I don't know as kind as the most supportive people are around you to you like your sisters or your siblings or your mom or your best friend you need to be that person for yourself i love that and that is <laughs> what a way to finish ah, what, what a what a way to finish well thanks guys i hope you enjoyed um this podcast with lawsy and i as the guest <laughs> the guest it was fun it was nice to just chat i think i mean i absolutely love having guests on and learning from them and everything like that but um it was really nice to chat and I think it's quite funny that, you know, we didn't share these learnings with each other until, you know, on the p- podcast right now and, and that they were different and that they, 
it's good it's and the thing is is even though we both wrote three things down as we said at the very start of the podcast there is i'm sure so many people have had so many different learnings Mm. um particularly in in a time like now and i just think it's really important to reflect on your learnings and sit with them and think about them and yeah you know what some things that we said today may may make no sense to you whatsoever because you haven't gone through something like that and that's totally okay but you know for those of you who may relate and it may open your eyes or make you realize that it's something that you want to work on then awesome that's great too but whatever your learnings are just make sure you recognize them yeah and we hope that if as you said if not everything resonated with you there was something that did and Mm. we are thinking of all of you through this time it's not an easy year it hasn't been easy on anyone and so don't feel that you are alone in that Mm. um and yeah, so thank you so much for listening. You, mm. If you want to find find out more about Keep It Cleaner, you can at www.keepitcleaner.com.au. You can sign up to the new Kickpoint, Kickpoint, Kick 2.0 <laughs> on there as well. We have got a seven-day free trial if you do want to try it out. And something that we always get asked is, why do I have to enter my car details when you sign up for a free trial? So when you sign up to Kick, you choose your subscription level. So we've got three options, a month to month option, you can cancel at any time, a three month option, and then a 12 month option. So you can choose them, but you still get your free seven day trial and you can cancel anytime within the trial. Um, and then you not um, get charged for the subscription after that. So, but we hope you like it. Um, And (laughs) you can follow us at Keep It Cleaner, Steph Glesmith and Laura.Henshaw on Instagram. And we have got an amazing conversation for you next week, which we can't wait to share. So we will talk to you then. (laughs) Bye, guys.